You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. You don't know about the, the other side of the pyramid? The fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side of the pyramid. And I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. Hello, everyone. This is Chris with Quinn uh, coming back with another episode of the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. Today, we were going to talk about the one, the only aliens, and we're not talking about immigrants. Uh, we're, what were we discussing? Uh, yeah, so Chris has a uh, panel on Infowars about that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a goddamn conspiracy. That's what it is. They come over here and take good jobs at Crayola, <laughs> and they shut Rosart down, and it's all connected to Jimmy Carter and his fucking houses he built. Goddamn Andromedans. <laughs> goddamn reptilians. The fucking Atlantis Civil War. You fucking know. I know you. You're out there. The minute that sunlight goes away, you're vulnerable. Yep. I know how you ruined David Duchovny. His career <laughs> you piece of shit shut down you made X-Files. him a sex addict and the men in black shut down the fucking show dan Aykroyd was gonna do yeah <laughs> yep they fucked it up all, now all he has is skull vodka <laughs> crystal skull vodka sometimes i like to think he looks like uh fucking Zelensky from goddamn uh tommy boy mm-hmm. yeah he just looks at himself in the mirror but he acts like fucking uh what is it, Martin Sheen in yeah. Apocalypse Now, where he just snaps? Yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking room is all messed up. There's a shit. decapitated David Spade over here. <laughs> just crying into it. Yeah. But no, today we're talking about the a kind of a big one. This might, this might be a multi-parter, just because yeah. uh, there's so many facets to the whole... Um, whole alien conspiracy. Yeah, uh, another got- version of this... Uh, is one we'll be talking about with uh, Mr. Tyler Reese um, about the Anunnaki later on. Oh, nice. Because uh, he's a big uh, expert on that, so I'd like to get him on here for that. Uh, but going into aliens, first question, got to ask, Quinn, do you believe in aliens? For the most part, I think there are alien-like creatures out there. I don't know if they're all going to look like the greys. I feel like there's different species. Not species, species, yeah, species, different species of alien life. Mm. I don't think we're the only ones that are here, because like you have said numerous times, and like I've even said to others too, it's fucking terrifying either way you look at it. But one's just a little bit more terrifying, whereas the question being, are we alone? If we're not alone, that's fucking scary as shit. Yeah, it is scary. But But if we are alone, that's even more terrifying. There's nothing. So so there's there's quite a quite a few different versions of how to understand this i believe in aliens 100 percent. me too i believe we've been visited a handful of times but that we talk about the grays now i don't know if you've ever heard this theory before but the grays are actually humans so far in the future they time travel to see yeah. us yeah i've heard that explanation about them which is why they look very humanoid in appearance mm-hmm. yeah and the only thing I don't like about the alien conspiracy story is ancient aliens. Yeah. That bothers me so fucking much. Because I feel like that blanketed it 
with the loony aspect of oh you're just gonna fucking preach to me about the ancient aliens that they've always been here yeah yeah well no it it takes away from the accomplishments of ancient civilizations is what it does yeah like when that cocksucker on fucking history channel said oh aliens built the pyramids i'm just like shut the fuck up give give a cut him some slack he's greek yeah i don't care (laughs) i I mean i'm just saying it's probably where it came from yeah but like this idea that humans couldn't have built the pyramids and stuff like that. I'm just like, no, they, they could have done it. He always looked they like he it. was railing some Addies before he fucking yeah. went on the air. Like, just yeah. ready. Yeah, and just... Can I get some more water? You drank just, half just, the fucking... And it's like, dude, have you ate today? I haven't ate since... What is eating? No, I haven't ate. No, <laughs> no I haven't ate. He eats like a, a half bag of fucking like circus peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's good. He can take on the day. He doesn't need to fucking he's run He's probably been losing like two pounds a day. He sleeps on the ceiling. <laughs> All those dead cells are going to his brain, creating that wacky ass hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to find him feral and in an But I like uh, the, the, the grays being time travelers and the fact that this blanket... Uh, idea that they created the pyramids all across the world i don't believe in that i mean there are uh, uh like stories of alien-like beings that have come to the planet one of which being the that african tribe that's mm-hmm. somewhere in central africa i forgot the name of them yeah. but they pointed out one of the stars that originally did not exist up until that point this yeah. was in 1937 is when they first encountered this tribe and that wasn't turned into a star or mm-hmm. recognized until 1958 yeah. So keep in mind, they had mentioned that this had happened hundreds upon thousands of years yeah. ago where they interacted. Well, another thing about that is um, going into like what is discovery of either any, basically discovery of anything on planet Earth is you got to keep in mind some of those, the, the Europeans that went to Africa at one point thought gorillas were myths. Yeah. So, so like I could imagine them getting kind of like confusion about stars from an African tribe who's pointing at a star that's most likely is there, but in Europe, you're not going to be able to see it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And um, uh, the Dogon, the Dogon African tribe is uh, the tribe I'm mentioning. Um, Oh, I didn't realize it was going to cause interference. Mm. (laughs) My bad. Uh, Let's see. Because I wanted to actually bring this up because I I feel like you would find this interesting. Um, Sirius A, uh, in comparison to its wife, dwarf Sirius B. So Sirius B at this time was already known. It was one of the brightest stars in the sky. You already knew about Sirius B. It was just under a different name. Sirius A was where these beings that came and visited this specific tribe told them that they were from. Mm. They also kind of gave them different concepts and ideas. I think copper was one thing that was given to them. Different materials that would nor- that would never be found in that area, especially mm. pre-colonialism. Yeah. And them pointing it out, originally the explorers, you know, being your yeah. entirely European, fuck you, bullshit, we would have known about it, that type of thing, not taking it to face value. It's fucking true. Well, like, <laughs> well, like, going into, like, some of the, like, the discovery of certain things it's like oh no like the tribe said don't go this because there's ghosts there people disappear it's like yeah maybe you should have fucking understood that it might not have been ghosts it might have been a mine shaft or some shit they fell down but like but you know it's all about like giant crevices in the earth and shit like that yeah but I believe you know at one time every civilization has seen what could be considered an alien at some point or of course 
an unidentified flying object. Oh, yeah. There's, there's numerous stories. Uh, some depictions include flying cities yeah. being the concept. And in uh, the book of Revelations, it's mentioned that the uh, the chariots of fire will return um, during the during the end times, which people people argue about what that means, chariots of fire. And they're like, oh, no, it's those are jets. And I'm just like, are you saying that the end times are now because we have jets? And I'm just like... What's the most? It seems like you're finding the most convenient explanation. Yeah. And for that's it in that's a the great thing times. about aliens is it, it is a convenient explanation, much like a religion does. So, of course. so if there's something we don't know, um, for, for, you know, for a fact, the seven wonders of the world. That was a list of wonders that Herodotus had wrote in the time of Greece. Is a short list of great things that were built by civilizations within the Mediterranean and. You know what is you know Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran. They're all gone except for the pyramids. Well, but rightfully so because these areas changed hands from empire to empire countless times. Yeah, like even even the pyramids have been shaken down by some of the resources. That's also why we can't find something like the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, it burnt to the ground because it got invaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gardens of Babylon. Babylon still exists, but. The gardens are gone. Long gone. Yeah, but in that in that library of Alexandria, that's a lot of information. That was lost. That was lost, and we're slowly getting it back. Uh, I think it was like in the early 2000s, they kind of figure out how to make Roman concrete again, which was a big you know rediscovery. But it's also you know, in the 80s when they realized how to make Greek fire, which eventually became a new version of napalm. But we didn't need to know that because we created our own things. And... You know, basic structural engineering but who then knows? is probably different than what we have now. But who knows how different it would be if that's just in the mechanical and engineering yeah. aspect. Who knows what differences in culture and politics mm-hmm. we would find in terms of records. Another one is uh, the Colossus of Rhodes. Yes. Which uh, sat atop the Strait of Gibraltar. Yep. Um, and it collapsed. And like some people, don't, I don't think some people realize like how many earthquakes happen oh, in, yeah, in Northern totally. Africa and Southern Europe. It's a major seismic spot. Italy gets struck with them all the time. (coughs) But that's what knocked these things down eventually. Of course. Uh, The the light tower of Artemis, stuff like that. And these are all real things you guys can look up, but they all got knocked down by time. And everything gets knocked down a peg by time. Um, A good version is those condos in Miami. They got knocked down because they didn't build them right. Yeah, no, go go figure. But with a lot of this stuff, things get knocked down with time. But I think of... uh, how in time we've also encountered anomalies that we can't fully explain. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, with, um, you know, the invention of uh, cameras, phones, things of that nature to take video and recording. I'm just wondering what they could have seen back then that would indicate there's something strange happening in the stars. Well, I think, I think but what people don't, some people don't realize is the stars we see, especially for people like us, is very limited compared to what they used to be because we have a thing called light pollution oh yeah at night you know we can't really see the stars as well we see you know planes and shit like that but we would have to go somewhere pitch fucking black you know like the badlands in montana this is big this is a big area for people to use telescopes um that's why one of the best telescopes ever vented ever made is in chile because there's nothing there except for the telescope yeah and that's what they want they won't even let people light torches that's how bad it is 
they want to keep that shit so pitch black. And what they saw is the outer layer of our, you know, our Goldilocks zone, basically. They're seeing the streak in the sky of, you know, meteors and stuff and like asteroids and asteroid belts, the Milky Way kind of. They're, they're seeing that. And I imagine, you know, hey, what's that bright red one? Well, the Greeks had a great name for it. It's Aries. Yeah. Romans changed it. Oh, that's Mars. Hey, what's that big one that shows up at the tail end of summer every that's so Zeus. often? Yeah. There's fuck. Hey, there's Jupiter. one. There's one that's moving really fucking fast that we only see for a little while. Oh, that's Mercury. That you know, you got one that's really bright pink or bright red, and it looks like it, the way it twinkles is a little bit different than Mars. It's like Venus. that's Venus. So like, they use that as kind of a dying point of what their religion is. But you can also argue that with all the other ones, too. Um, Muhammad is said to have got to pro- be prophesized oh, through a crescent moon. Yeah, and he also, at the end of his at the end of the uh, Quran with Muhammad's story, he ascends into heaven. Yeah, but it was because of the crescent moon. Um, and, you know, we, we use those later on as, you know, as people progress and to travel into discovering the new world where people are already living here. But to look up in the sky and see something move, I imagine would be terrifying. Yeah. But also needing an explanation. You know, if one guy sees a, a, you know, a, a shooting star, which I've, I've been lucky to see a handful, but it is, it is kind of wild to see something like that. Well, the terrifying stories I always feel are the ones where something crashes and there's weird activity that transpires. People, a, mm-hmm. a collective group of people in a community witness a event that's unusual and unnatural yeah. to, you know, the human mind. See something crash down, thinking it's a plane. They don't go out and find it. They just kind of figure it's a plane. They'll hear about it on the news, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, cattle starts going missing, or yeah. people start noticing strange behavior. Things starting getting knocked in somebody broke into the house and i also think about how often we get struck by meteors meteorites yeah and a good story of this uh when they un- undid the whole thing for uh, king tut um one of the things in his, in that room was a dagger made from a fallen meteorite yes um and you got to think how vast you know what is now Cairo, but was you know essentially Egypt. How vast that kingdom had been to see something like that fall out of the sky, see it land, and then go fuck with it, and then make a weapon yeah. out of it. Yeah, a, a version of molten carbon that is just seething in the sand, which is probably creating some type of glass because it's yes. so hot. Yes, but but you know we don't really know the landscape of of that area. It's like a moldavite. Moldavite's a uh, asteroid uh, yep. byproduct uh, from Moldova. Is the, the namesake. Mm-hmm. It was an asteroid that crashed there that created a um, whole different type of rock. But Moldavite also has certain properties that cause a lot of bad shit to happen. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a very well-known thing. Yeah, and... I wonder what that could have influence of because not aliens is a broad topic in the sense of there's alien life forms and there's also alien fucking diseases and mm-hmm. alien events that could 
influence us here or on a, Earth. A, a kind of a cool story, which I, which is you know, a North Carolina's own. Oh hell yeah! Is uh, the Venus flytrap is from North Carolina, right? And not a people think think it's like it's a carnivorous plant. Yeah, in North Carolina, naturally from North Carolina. When I think of carnivorous plants, I think of. Somewhere deep in the jungle. The fucking Amazon. The Amazon. Green Inferno, the Green yeah. Inferno. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Green yeah. Inferno or even fucking uh, Skull Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, it's a, it's, it's a carnivorous plant. And, like, it, form, it naturally forms around a certain lake out in western Carolina where it, there were a few meteor strikes based on the landscape. And it's just like, did, a fucking, did something fall from sky, from the sky? And create carnivorous plant, carnivorous plants. Yeah, did a certain cell group, you know, maintain itself on a on the right of a rock, and create. You know, that was a theory about Venus flytraps, and I love that story because it's so fucking insane. It's so to insane. Explain why there's a plant with teeth in the jungle. <laughs> it's so insane, but it makes so much perfect sense mm-hmm. of it being just a species we cannot explain. And yeah. It is not originally from here, yeah. and but, here being Earth. <laughs> but with aliens, you know. I always think of you know the 1947 Roswell incident with you know this, we all know the story of Roswell. It was a small little town out out west. Uh, there was reports of something in the sky that fell to the ground. Uh, the military had got involved, done the, some investigations. The CIA, I believe, was involved. Well, the CIA was informed yet? No, it was OSS. A, OSS. It was OSS and um, the the military military yeah i was about to say the men in black but they this was a little bit before yeah the men in black story line doesn't show up really until like the mid 50s in west virginia of all places of course um but military came out and started covering up these bodies well first of all it was a weather balloon that fell from the sky Mm -hmm. Uh, wink (laughs) wink. (laughs) of course uh a weather balloon that fell from the sky there are no aliens the government loves you does not distrust you now Please finish, pay your taxes and shut finish, the fuck up. <laughs> finish your Salisbury steak. There are men yeah. dying in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Salisbury steak. But, um, <laughs> but like, it's 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 one of those things it, it, which adds to the conspiracy of the story of aliens. Is what did they? What did what fell from the sky? You know, um, I do like. There was one guy he had wrote a, a short story about Roswell, and it was, it was a work of fiction, but. It sounded true. It was one of those plausible fiction. Of course. It was a plane from Japan that had been skip-hopping the whole Arctic Circle, or not the Arctic Circle, but the uh, the Red Ring of Fire, which is like uh, is a tectonic plank uh, ring from uh, each side of the Pacific, which forms the ring. But he had been, you know, from Japan and just kept fucking flying and kept fucking flying. And he had landed... And that's what they had found, and to, and to keep people from getting scared of a secondary invade, you know, secondary war with Japan again, you know, it was all oh, like, wait, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious that that was it. You know, uh, uh, we created a conspiracy to get rid of a red scare or something like that. Oh my god! But it's not the first time that's kind of thing happened, you know. Of course not. It's easier. It's easier. It's a better than trying to let the public know. Now, my question is, because that's during the time of one of your favorite presidents, too. That's uh, Eisenhower. That's Eisenhower's time. Yeah. Uh, do you believe in the concept of the Majestic 12? Yes. Or Project so, Magic? So, the, 
let's go into the Majestic 12. So it, it, it is a cabal. Possibly the best name for a Motown funk group. Majestic 12, yeah. <laughs> and they got some like weird version of fucking uh, like you, you've ever heard that Key and Peele funk song oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all they do just <laughs> nonsense funk music <laughs> they do a, a killer cover of uh, the Tower of Power too yeah <laughs> Tower of Power hell yeah what is it man yeah. I fucking love that song I, I listened to that whole album like a couple of years Parliament, ago Parliament Funkadelic wouldn't be here without the Majestic 12 <laughs> <laughs> George Clinton he was a nobody till the Majestic 12 rolled in well like going into music real quick there was the band Parliament, and then there's the band Parliament. Or there's the band Funkadelic. Of course, they come become Parliament Funkadelic. Add George Clinton, then a bunch of motherfuckers quit, and then it's George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars. It's just like <laughs> this is the better this is the better progression than fucking Jefferson's airplane. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Starship or are you airplane? What the fuck are we doing? Jefferson uh, drone. Uh, Jefferson Predator Drone, I think. Jefferson Predator, Predator Drone. It's like there was this band called John Cougar uh, Concentration Camp. Oh God, damn! That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> they're, they're like they were a hardcore group from I think like Philly. Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, go. Let's go into the Majestic Twelve. Uh, they they created they they are the linchpin of the conspiracy of cover ups. Of course, um, much like your Illuminatis and your Jimmy Carters. <laughs> There's I bodies got, on that peanut farm. I like Jimmy Carter just because he builds houses, but you know that motherfucker's done some nasty shit. Oh, he puts the bodies in the houses. Yeah. He tells Garth <laughs> Brooks to get the fuck up and get back to work. <laughs> get up, hippie. Yeah, get up, you <laughs> fucking hippie. <laughs> you see me out here tending this goddamn peanut farm? <laughs> yeah, gas is like $4. You say another ill word to me, I'll kill your fucking family. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Jimmy Carter, all right. Yeah. Hey, Rose, we got another slacker. I mean, he outlived... Fucking countless presidents. That man is... I, I think he killed them. I think he secretly... I think he snuck into Ronald Reagan's room and drained him of yeah. life. Well, like we talked about Dark Sidious. We had talked about it on an SGFY episode, but... Uh, <laughs> that Jimmy Carter is only alive because he can't stop working. <laughs> he physically cannot stop. So he's got to work. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> the, the realest thug ever to be a president. But, but like, with the, with the president's knowledge of what could be an extraterrestrial i think i almost didn't believe aliens had came to earth because donald trump was elected president and at no <laughs> point and at no point did he say out loud that shit's real and I'm at just, all at all and i'm just like no nope, aliens never came to earth he would have said that shit out loud if they had told him Definitely. They would have. He would have fucked up and stumbled. That or he just, you know, I kind of think about uh, the point that we both came to the conclusion of when it came to uh, 9-11 and some of these other incidents. Could it have been government incompetence? Could it have been his own personal incompetence on his yeah. part? Yeah. In a sense of where he just didn't care. He wanted these things to happen. Yeah. Very um, one-sided mind. But now that... Some of the some of the storylines of uh, aliens, especially in pop culture, uh, the conspiracy on the pop culture end is we're slowly being drip fed these either horror or thriller things about aliens coming to Earth. Exactly, and it's slowly you know kind of taming us down to be prepared to be told, yeah, aliens exist. And it really has in the little bits that we've been told, even with things like Project Gateway, mm. after after having Stranger Things be on for a couple of seasons, you notice that they started releasing shit about Project Gateway yeah. with the idea of LS LSD-induced astral projection uh, 
basically using a human being as biological weapon yep. and psyops coming into that your uh, men who stare at goats type situation same thing like with men who stare at goats is kind of the beginning the comedic aspect the where it's like oh this is cool this is fascinating but it's also really funny yeah. and then you have something where it's fucking terrifying it's <laughs> like oh we just opened a portal to another dimension yeah. Gnosticism has some sort of value in this world you're fucking Stargate and stuff like that uh, Stargate which, which was meets one. Event Horizon type shit <laughs> see Event Horizon is more my speed <laughs> it's hellraiser in space yes yeah, without space. without that painful hellraiser in space movie <laughs> and that's, what, that's another thing I, I thought was funny is like our depiction of space travel is this is always a nonchalant group of people who've been in space for a while you're space cowboys basically and mm-hmm. it's just like no i don't think that's how it would be you know how far along in the future we would have to be very to have like whole people, a whole crew of misfits owning a ship that could leave orbit, and at that point, it's normal. Yeah, that's that's at least a thousand years in the future. I predict. Yeah. I mean, people thought the closest thing we're going to get to space is indentured servitude on an Elon Musk ship to Mars. Come on, you want to ride to space, motherfucker? If you want to bought floors, you better start fucking working. Yeah, and if I could fuck you. <laughs> Men, women. Yeah, it just don't matter. Elon Musk don't give a shit. Cyborg Musk don't care. Cyborg <laughs> Elon Musk thousand. Yeah. This is my personal assistant, Robot Grimes. <laughs> I named uh, it after my wife. <laughs> she's a pleasure model. Yeah. She's a pleasure model. But, uh, but not like... I've heard... we've You know, some of the stories we've heard... About especially astronauts, those are the only ones I really give a shit about. Yeah, me too. I feel like, like that's your your best point of yeah. contact. And I heard a story about uh, Neil uh, Neil Armstrong that he had came back and he reported during a debriefing while they're in quarantine that he had seen something before they had come off the moon before they meet up with Michael Collins. And Buzz Aldrin basically like taps him on the shoulder. It doesn't say anything, but just taps him on the shoulder, and Neil Armstrong shuts the fuck up. And I'm thinking, what did y'all see out there? What is on the moon? What and why you- is Buzz Aldrin the competent one in this situation? Like, right. shut the fuck up. And it's like we're all gonna get got. <laughs> what did your friends say? Nothing. He's an Nothing. idiot. <laughs> well, like one of the stories of uh, space travel is the uh, female cosmonaut that burnt up on reentry. Yeah, and the two teenagers that were living in Italy that yep. were messing with their well, radio the cons- caught it. One of the conspiracies about that is it was shot down by an alien. There was no real reason for her to fail reentry because it was the standard reentry vehicle that and, even Yuri Gagarin used. Yeah, and so like her dying on reentry didn't make sense unless she was shot down. By something that could do it. And by that time, the United States had nothing close no, to that. No, Star Wars didn't even come to be a thing until Reagan's presidency. Yeah. That and, concept. And I don't even know why I call it Star Wars. It's called fucking Missile Command. Well, no. For <laughs> real, they, they called it Star Wars because it, it's the concept yeah. of it going into space. Yeah. It's just... It's bullshit. But, like, it's to throw off the public's idea. Because mm-hmm. if you call it... <laughs> if you call it Intercontinental Missile Command, then it becomes a fucking concern. Because it's like, whoa, what the fuck? We got switches for this shit? <laughs> we call this a Matthew Project Saturday night. Mutually assured destruction. Ain't nothing gonna be nice. Hope yeah. you like fifties music. This shit's gonna be real life fallout. <laughs> yeah. It's all over. Thirties, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of the um, 
some of the stuff I learned about aliens was from my uh, mom's stepdad, my grandpa. Um, he turned me on to that stuff because he's a big X Files guy. My cousin, and my uh, great uncle, same way too. Yeah, and we learned about. I will say he fooled me when I was a kid. He had this old pickup, and there was a burn in the middle of the console, right, right where you put your hand. And I would, I would fuck. He would fuck. He fuck with me as a child, and said he came across an alien ship that shot at his truck and it's a cigarette burn like i know what it is now it's a yeah. fucking cigarette burn but he told me that shit and i'm just like motherfucker but he turned me on to the whole alien stories and i'm just like it is it is very fascinating because there are those older people who believe in aliens of course and you don't really hear about them they don't say that shit out loud anymore us we talk about it all the time we talk about the stupidest fucking conspiracies of all time of course yeah it's like kanye, kanye west is not a nazi i guess like <laughs> <laughs> but like uh the other conspiracies you know it's more free form nowadays because you know freedom of information the way we consume information and stuff like that but it's, to it's, meet someone from back in the day who believed in aliens they were always treated as like oh he's crazy yeah he's batshit he's he's fucking nuts yeah but but like some of the like fire in the sky is a great yeah uh, so like story. like the pop culture version of aliens fire in the sky was really rough because it's it makes you wait till the end to see what exactly happened you get little glimpses of it throughout the film but the end is where you see exactly yeah. what they did to him and shout out robert patrick's in that we yes were just he talking is. about him earlier yes he is but uh, yeah uh, that one is one of the rougher ones i watched as a kid because there's an element of truth in it where it was a real person. Mm-hmm. But he didn't profit off of it. That's what gets me. No. And well, he didn't like, want to. Well, it's like the um, Peterson Gimli film, the, the film that or Bookfoot. Yes. Gimli didn't really make a lot of money off that. It was later on after he died. But um, another one that came out around that time was uh, Encounter with a Third Kind. Yes, Close with Encounters. Yeah, Close Encounters, the third kind, which is uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Yes, and a, a, probably one of the best synths in the fucking history of movies. Man, it's fuck. It's a fucking ELO cover album. Like, <laughs> yeah. I always wanted him to start playing fucking Axel's theme, <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like a cover of an ELO album. It did. It really did. Uh, or Journey, Journey, like a Journey album. Uh, <laughs> All I, sometimes what I wanted to uh, see with the aliens coming off the ship is that scene from fucking Bill and Ted too. Oh. Where they all start coming out and doing the fucking air guitar movement. Yeah, the dude. Um, <laughs> peace and love, motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, another one, like I think everybody grew up watching, was E.T. I hated. Of course. It. I hated E.T. I didn't like it either. I thought it was terrible. My dad likes that movie, and the I, only reason was... I don't like it is just like the government would have been a lot more harsher. Yeah, that shit would have been like, all right, let's tag him and bag him. There's kids in there, sir. Well, ta- they're, they're going too, motherfucker. We're take, we'll take this whole goddamn block. Look at me. Who the fuck is in charge yeah. here? And like, just on an uh, editing aspect, they edited the movie and TV to where they're not holding shotguns, they're holding walkie-talkies. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah, my FBI agents carry 12-gauge shotguns when kids come ramming at them. Yeah, of <laughs> course. We're, we're the FBI. We shoot people and cover it up. Shoot the fucking wheels out. He's a fucking 14-year-old. I said take the shot. Yeah, and you're using bird shot. He'll be fucking <laughs> fine. His bones are still developing. He takes a fucking shot, blows out the kid's fucking knee, and it turns out to be a slug. Oh, well, shit. Kid, I hope you weren't planning on being a fucking running back at any point in time, because Jenkins here fucked up. He ain't going, don't worry, kid. You don't have to worry about the. You you don't have to worry about being paralyzed. And it's just like looks around. 
<laughs> you said, guys go by the car. <laughs> hey, let me look at the back of your head. Make sure you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> wipes the gun off. That reminds, that reminds me of fucking Family Guy when they're doing the misery thing. You know, they shoot Joe. He's like, oh, God, I'll never walk again. I'll be a cripple for the rest of my life. He's like, no, no you, you won't. won't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, like, how do you think the government would respond if there was a full-on, like, first encounter on a massive scale? Well, that's exactly what Majestic 12 was mm-hmm put in place for was to keep that from breaking public knowledge because supposedly Eisenhower got to see the aliens or at least some alien from other crashes whether it be from Roswell or the ones that followed soon after the strange things that occurred Um, and he nearly had a heart attack and demanded that these types of things be released to the public gradually see what I've always said is that after that you notice we kind of fast-forwarded at an almost 16 times rate when it came to our technological advances throughout I think, so so i have a theory i have a theory about why we why we go so fast war facilitates ingenuity of course but you have a large group of people that just got done fighting probably a more technologically advanced empire of the nazis who engineering wise was better they built a more quality product we beat them by supply so a good version is like tanks the german tiger king tank could take out 10 shermans no problem that's why we sent 20 and 30 fucking shermans to take that motherfucker out. it was so, all about a quantity over quality in yeah so cases. so you got that you got that and now you have those same guys who built that shit come over here to help us build shit i believe the cold war is a fallacy used to innovate technology past the rest of the world by so many decades to create a superpower. And why I also see that there was the concept of cell phones. Mm. The cell phones is a great concept. I've always kind of had this notion in my head that they that we had this technology that was already advanced mm-hmm. and ahead of its time but under wraps. Why wouldn't some sort of extraterrestrial life be under wraps? You know, gradually ease into the public eye, like Mm. what you were saying earlier. Do like a a soft PR campaign where it's not directly in the face of somebody, but we're getting the public ready for releasing information. I mean, I remember back in uh, the Obama presidency, Putin was quoted saying, tell them about the aliens. Yeah. Well, like, even then, it's like, if, if if a world leader like that, and at that time, you know, that Russia was a superpower. It isn't until recently that we found out countries like Russia and China are soft powers. They're not superpowered countries. They're not as well equipped to handle something like a Ukraine situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We find out real quick that these people have been lying the whole fucking time. Paper tiger. Yeah, the paper tiger. So, like, we're we're being fed that knowledge here on the on Earth. I'm just thinking at any time to change their position they could say you know the united states has come across aliens before and still have them today and that's the only reason america is a superpower but they still don't say it out loud at no at any point they could it's not like the united states could stop them because the way you know technology technology is and how people are with with you know the spread of information so quickly you you, you would have to really trust your government to handle a situation that massive on an information scale. I feel like also, though, too, if you're trying to, if there was a massive public event of which we all saw something, like 
collectively. Mm-hmm. In that instance, I feel that it would be some sort of active galactic war, yeah. is what I'm saying. Because a lot of the stuff, too, with Majestic 12 is military and uh, medical minds and psychological type of mm-hmm. people that are high in the upper echelon of terms of uh, branches of military and medical advances in science. Uh-huh. So there has to be some kind of meeting with some of these things, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no, no, I understand that. Like. I think that goes back to what I was saying before. Yeah. I, I don't believe – I believe they may have found something, but I don't believe they used it to back-way engineer. That makes the, sense. That makes I sense. I don't believe they used that to back-engineer everything we have. So a good example of this is during the Renaissance, like the, the, the humanity in a whole, after the fall of Rome, society on a grand scale – takes a big leap backwards because once the barbarians killed the fucking Romans all that information's gone mm-hmm. and we don't get it back until the medieval renaissance all that information comes back you know and the technological advancements from let's say the year 1100 to the year 1300 is still pretty vast we learned, we learned about brick and mortar we learned about a feudal system. We learned about a hierarchy, but not through you know an aristocracy per se, but through trade and business. We learned how to feed ourselves, how to work a certain way. Uh, another thing is ignoring certain aspects of old ways to progress faster. A good version of this is in the Bible. It says, "Do not rotate your crops." That it says that. That is a myth. Oh, yeah. That is actually detrimental to your society. Yeah. You will starve and die if you don't do that. that. That's what happened during the Dust Bowl. Yeah, so so that old way of thinking had to be eradicated to progress further. And because of shit like that, society progresses so fast after a certain point. Um, I had a discussion with an older gentleman. Um, he was the former librarian of UNC Chapel Hill. Um, and we he's a big sci-fi guy. And we had talked about at what point in the world did technology move faster for the whole infrastructure that was in place. And he said post-Civil War America was the fastest because out of the effects of a war, we need to move things faster because we spent so much time in a bubble, you know, in our own problem that we didn't expand faster. And he said, the greatest example of this is a railroad. Of course. The railroad now facilitates travel from one end of your country to another very quickly, very fast. This isn't like Europe where the countries are the size of our states. you know. And another great example is America is a melting pot. So it's like it's constantly changing yeah. demographic. But because of the train, you had mass migrations, which takes which takes away stresses on the eastern part of the country and and disperses it on the western side of the country. And vice versa. And vice versa. But because of the Great Migration West, you had people like Orville and Wilbur Wright kind of have time to think about things. And what did they end up doing? They invented fucking air travel. Floating on air. They invented an airplane. World and, War One breaks out, and they build upon the concept. Yeah, of the now, now it's a motor, a standard motor. The car was invented around the time of the fucking airplane. 
So we have mastered the realm that we live in. And to say aliens did it bothers the fucking piss out oh, of me. Oh, I agree with you there. But like, like the- we, going back into the information age, though, that idea has always been there. Uh, Jules Verne uh, had wrote the book uh, From Earth to the Moon. In that book, he talks about a rocket leaving space and going to the moon. Because at some point he had saw a firework in the 1800s from Chinese immigrants, which a firework is nothing but a fucking rocket yeah. with lesser parts. Yeah. So he took that idea and said, we can get to the moon that way. But also he created the idea of there's a way of us communicating with that rocket through a ma- some in like in the book is written as a magical fucking way. But he's basically roughly, roughly describing a radio in that book. Like a radio transmitter and everything. Yeah, yeah. and even old sci-fi from the 60s, you go back and watch like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits, they're doing video calls. Yeah, same with Star Trek. Star Trek's yeah. a great example yeah. of that. And now we have everything at the tip of our fingers because someone at some point said, I want all that shit, and we can do it. And you know what really set, the stone, set that in stone was microprocessors. Mm-hmm. That uh, eliminated the concept of the the massive supercomputers that we yep. used to have from back in the day, where your your uh, storage um, ports for that computer, what would be considered a port, a mm-hmm. storage area of your fucking computer, your microprocessor now or your RAM, yeah, we was don't need a fucking don't, factory floors full of them. Yeah, we don't need a whole wall computer to hold five hundred megs, and you don't you don't need a whole room reserved to hold those five hundred yeah. megs. And have you ever seen the first gig? Yes, and it's a giant fucking yes. disc. And it's like attached to a giant fucking machine. I love looking because what I think of is a Fallout. Yeah, uh, Fallout's the concept of the U.S. that never discovered the microprocessor. Yeah, yeah, and like right now I'm holding a 64 gig card. Yeah, it's right in. I have one here too, and it's it's 32 gigs. Yeah, and but it's like interesting. it's at the tip of your fucking hand. And yeah, and this on the other hand, 32 gigs, we would need to fucking break down the walls for like four of these yeah. fucking places. Um, but. I, I, I wonder what technology we, we found from these things, because Bob Lazar is one that really kind of goes in on it. Now, so, what are your thoughts on him? So, I think, I believe, much like David Krish, I believe Bob Lazar believes everything he fucking says. <laughs> yeah. um, I believe he had a very negative experience with the government on maybe processing what they have. Yeah. Um, I believe that he believes that stuff. Um, he may have had an encounter. You know, he may. I, I believe he knows too much. I believe he's he comes off as a threat uh, more than anything. But it's great to have those kind of guys out and about. You know what I'm saying? Just like, out in the world, able to tell a story. Like because that. they know they know that everything he says is going to be so fucking insane. Half the people ain't going to be listening, and he doesn't care. And the other half are either going to believe him or just been like. Not a cool story. But the thing is about him, he doesn't care. Yeah, but like he's a big figure in it. Yeah, and of course. Like, um, there was another uh, uh, guy that was also a big figure in it. He was a, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about him real quick. Yeah. But it, uh, at the same time, I'm going to try to find some kind of video of him. Um, he was an Air Force member that mm-hmm. supposedly had worked in a facility similar to Area 51. Yeah. Um, now, Bob Lazar's, I like his information just because of, he doesn't seem to be bullshitting in the way of like, 
he's not insistent mm. and he doesn't get angry when anybody questions it. He's yeah. more than willing to answer what questions they have. And if he can't answer it, he'll tell you. Yeah. And, and plus now he works at a fireworks store. <laughs> yeah. But like he's, he's at that point in his life where there's no reason for him to get upset about it. Oh no. And even back in the day though, he didn't, he just yeah. had to go under an uh, anonymity and the reporter um, that originally interviewed him was the one that really broke the story. Yeah. Because Bob didn't want it to get broken. Uh, the the reporter that rich, that uh, interviewed him the first time was the one who ended up helping him understand what happened. Um, and with him, like with so many others like him, who don't get as much coverage like he does, because Bob Lazar is probably the the tippy top when it comes to talking about aliens. Um, but I think there's a lot of exploitation on this end. Of course, about how aliens are perceived i don't think there's a paul schneider or phil schneider yeah phil schneider was the other guy i was trying to figure out he was uh, the the one that kind of explained a lot of ufos and had photo evidence of it but in recent in recent years we do see the footage from a f-22 pilot who had came across a unknown flying object um that had moved a certain way and maneuvered a little bit faster than the F-22 could. Um, F-22, and this is why I really believe in aliens, the F-22 Raptor that is used by the U.S. military... It's not a slow plane. <laughs> it is a plane that's not meant to fight human beings. Um, and I, a great story behind this is the F-16 Raptor. That's made. Or the, or the F-16 Tiger. Uh, known as the F-18 Tiger, F-16. Anyway... The F-16 is a perfect plane in all its sense of purposes. Of course. It can fly to a country, resolve a situation, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, a Predator drone. Do the same thing. Same thing. And we no loss of life on our end. <laughs> unless the guy, you know, is, has a heart attack while destroying a Pakistani wedding. Oh, but, man, this is bad. Yeah, like just eating Cheetos and dies. Eating Cheetos and drinking. Well, that's what he gets for drinking four fucking yeah. two-liter bottles of Mountain Dew. Goddamn PS2 controller failed on him. Like, <laughs> but uh, the F-22 Raptor, the amount of ordnance it holds, the amount of speed it has, and the effect it has on the people who pilot the plane is so fucking ridiculous that this thing is meant to shoot down fucking aliens. Like, this thing is meant to destroy anything in the sky that doesn't look remotely human. And that's why I believe the F-22 Raptor, like, I believe that, I is, see it. that is the best evidence of, you know, man-made alien yeah. combat unit. Yeah. This is the invention of the fucking bow and arrow, motherfucker. Like, like it's right up there with, you know, inventions of flight and, you know, deadliness. Um, it's made for that, you know. I I got I got a chance to see a predator drone up close once, and it is scary looking. Of course, it is fucking terrifying looking. But I never got to see a twenty two raptor up close, and rightfully I shouldn't, because that thing is meant to kill gods like out of the fucking <laughs> air. Like it's so fast that and dangerous that I've heard stories of pilots can only fly it so many times before they're grounded. Because of the damage it does to the internal organs. Oh, yeah, with the G-Force. Yeah. But that's just what I believe we I think have of that a, for. I think of those phantom uh, 
yeah pilots the uh pilots that flew those fucking giant uh phantom oh, spy oh, planes F- yeah yeah well you had the f-18 phantom that, and then that you had one the, the f-18 the, phantom the u-2 yes spy planes that's what i think of high the altitude C- planes high altitude planes of being able to handle the g's from that i mean that's pretty much like breaking a fucking uh a bullet train going off the rails and going straight down a cliff is all I could imagine. Well, it's like a, the other the other place, the Blackbird. Yes, that, that massive fucking thing, and it's like that. You're using that for spying. It's like you could that use that thing it. goes into space, motherfucker. Like that, that thing is designed Just to go into outside space outside of the atmosphere. Yeah, and I think what the cool thing about the whole Roswell incident and our, our love of aliens is kind of another back alley kind of thing that fueled the space race. That's another thing too. And aviation also came to a different realization mm-hmm. in that time. Aviation, uh, progressed at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could say it was world war two, but world war two was taking scrap ideas from world war one where, mm-hmm. you know, from the Wright brothers in 1899, you yeah. know, 20 years later, <laughs> And, like, the progression of the plane itself is fucking fantastic. So you have, like, you know, 1901, 1902, sticks, belt-fed, you know, like, bike chain. <laughs> bike chain, rebar. Some canvas. Some canvas. And, and, and some white pine. And, like... And my grandmother's they, fucking blanket. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they flew for, you know, quite a while. Two seconds. Yeah, but, like... They off the ground. <laughs> but that was the cool thing about it. They was able to stay off the ground. Yeah. And then, then they kept trying... He kept trying, and eight, two seconds turned to eight seconds, eight seconds turned to 30 seconds, and then eight feet turned to 16 feet. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then Boeing came in and said, hey, I want to take this real quick. <laughs> a guy named Lockheed and his buddy Martin <laughs> And there's like, let me tell you what, I want to do that right out of metal. I'm going to put bullets on that motherfucker. And I'm telling you what, it's going to be a hit. And, like, some of the stuff, like, some of the flying objects we have, uh, I think the funniest one that was used is the hot air balloon. That's fucking terrifying. I don't care who you are. Like, they were using that shit in the Civil War as a form of espionage. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Because, dude, you imagine being... close? Yeah. It's terrifying. I had not offered to go in it. I wasn't going in that motherfucker. You would, you would fucking lose your shit if you came to my parents' house. Because... I'm in a basket in a fucking balloon. Like, so, it doesn't... So, where my parents live, they have, every year, a balloon festival. Oh, God, no. Because my parents live next to an airport. No. And we're outside one day, and we see a fucking hot air balloon coming down, and it almost hits this house across the street. And I'm just like, no, don't hit that house. <laughs> but part of me is like, yeah, yeah, hit that house. fucking house. I want to see what happens. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see how, how how three guys in a fucking basket <laughs> fare against a single wide. <laughs> and I'm just laughing my ass off because one time, like as a kid. They would do these, even if the balloon festival wasn't going on, they would still use the airport to fly hot air balloons. That's awesome. So one morning when I'm look, like walking up this, walking up my drive, my uh, road to go to the uh, bus stop, I look and the sun's rising, uh, and the sun's rising and it's showing on the other end, you know, it's a nice wood line and then there's like pink and then there's a giant dark thing coming out. <laughs> Dude, it was a balloon, but the way it was shaped had a dragon wrapped around it. And I'm just like, you know how terrifying that would have been before the age of planes? <laughs> well, a giant it, dragon balloon showing the fuck up? Well, you know what gets me? I think of blimps. Oh, yeah, during World War II and World but, War I. But even then, it's like there's only like 14 blimps in existence. And they're yeah. all 
and like nine of them are owned by the same company. Yeah. Um, Goodyear. Yep. <laughs> but like blimps were important for, you know, in World War II, especially for surveillance. Would have loved to have seen Zeppelins. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have seen Led Zeppelin. But, uh, <laughs> oh, a funny story. The guy, all right, so you know the, 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 the Zeppelin that crashes. The Hindenburg. Berg, yeah. The guy that's saying, oh, the humanity. <laughs> you know that guy? Yeah. That's a Morrison. Are you kidding me? That's, I share a name with that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just like, yep, that's our claim to fame. Morrison family. He's kidding. Is the guy who's just like freaking oh, out. Oh, the humanity. And he's very calm. Oh. He's very calm for a guy who's just like, all those people are dead in a fireball of hell. <laughs> that's what they get for defying God and going into the sky. <laughs> Icarus learned, why can't, why can't humanity? It's because they were German, that's why. The it's Germans all, are godless heathen. It's almost like a, a bag filled with flammable liquid. It just flammable didn't gas. work, and it blew up when it crashed. And Who would have thought? smoking would did not mix. Or if, drinking. If only they drinking. Had, <laughs> if only they had used the gas like helium. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing—the worst thing that happens. Your voice is high pitched. You laugh and you suffocate. Yeah, you, like, you fall asleep. But like, no one's going to shoot a fucking you know tracer round at your goddamn blimp and blow <laughs> you the fuck up. Nobody's going to try to move the machine gun and angle it just right so yeah. they could just shoot straight through the yeah. motherfucker. So at that time when we're talking about like blimps and like planes and stuff like that there are there are said to be sightings during world war one of aliens actually no shit in uh northern africa uh where the ottomans were fighting off rebel groups from north africa of course um th lawrence was actually involved in this kind of shit some espionage type shit um lawrence of arabia yeah yeah no, no no he used to he did the uh uh guerrilla raids with the mm-hmm. tribesmen uh yeah. from northern africa but there is a tale that said that a large aircraft that was not part of the Germans and not part of, you know, allied forces and stuff fell from the sky and got back up and took off. It did like a bounce and took off. But at the time of World war one, all you have are biplanes, you know, the single wing design of a plane hadn't been invented yet. In fact, your more higher altitude planes had a tri wing. Have you ever seen one of those? Yes. It's got three wings instead yes. of two. Yes. And I do like the uh, you know, the biplane is still big for like crop dusting and everything. And I'm just like, that. all that is is just military surplus from really? back in the yeah. day. Yeah. And I'm just like, all they did were, they probably got told to take the guns off that motherfucker. Another story, uh, another funny thing about the, the, the planes in development. Um, do you know how, those, how they were able to keep the guns on, uh, on top of the cockpit? And still fire even though the propeller's in the way. Uh uh-uh. uh. There's a gear, so every time the propeller clicks, no matter how fast it's going, that's when the gun shit fires. <laughs> it can fire through the propellers. So it was just about timing. Yep, but there's a gearbox in there. I just think about like how it started in terms of uh, weaponry that uh, developed from that time. It started up when mm-hmm. a guy, uh, I think it was from the Allied side, brought up a shotgun, mm-hmm. and then somebody brought up a pistol. And then next thing you know, guys are bringing up explosives and then they realize wait why don't we just take machine guns and put them on and then we'll bring those up yeah but the evolution you know society when it comes to technology especially with aliens is actually big with the cell phones how fast we've ever overcome with cell phones and i think 
like do you remember what the first cell phone you saw was oh yeah it was the 19 uh, if we're talking about like my personal experience first cell phones i saw were motorola's mm-hmm. uh, the, first, the first one i saw was from at&t my mom had one and it was the little boxy phone with a detachable battery and it had the little cover that you uncovered, and it was buttons. Oh yeah, like the uh, the the black phones, the black phones in the '90s that were cell phones. They were kind of like the smaller version, yeah. much smaller version of the uh, '80s phones. The yeah. big ass antenna probably give you radiation like, sickness. Yeah, but it had like a little cover over the buttons, yeah. so yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. pocket dial. And that was the mouthpiece that would pop out of the bottom. <clears throat> now her uncle, my mom's uncle, had one that had an adapter where you could plug into the phone line of the house. And use the phone line from the house. To Get death. the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, it was wild to look That's at. That's awesome. And now, you know, I don't know what kind of phone you You got an iPhone, right? Yeah. I got an S21 Galaxy. And the amount of bullshit on this fucking phone is so ridiculous. I believe it. My wife's got a Galaxy now, too. She's yeah. so much bullshit you can yeah. find. But attaching that to aliens and like backtracing and stuff like that reverse engineering i think it's kind of hilarious because you're just undercutting the value of people who've developed this <laughs> yeah, shit. it's like oh yeah no aliens made it don't fucking worry about yeah. me making it and another story is uh well it's not really a story it's more of a a, a, a way of thinking is have have aliens existed long enough to rise and fall as man does like yeah, well empires. like rise and fall rise and fall as they've hit the reason we don't see a lot of aliens in our telescopes and stuff like that is because they've they've hit that uncrossable valley where everything dies um i'm trying to remember the name of it but there's a theory that even for man we will reach a so much heightened level of progress that we're going to hit a wall and and die like it would it would destroy natural us. selection well no not so much natural selection but a wall that is impact like impossible and once we hit that wall we will regress down to nothing the beginning kind of like mass effect you know like yeah i see exactly what yeah you mean. so like a version of that it all comes full circle at yeah the end. eventually you know mass effect they killed 99 points percent of everything yep and you gotta start over and it's gonna take you millennia to do so yes. and while that millennia is going on you're going to go backwards you know you're going to go back to your feudalism you know your freaking kings and queens time, times of the gonna... bible and stuff like that yeah but is it is that real for why we don't see other aliens it could be and it could also indicate why some of the aircraft has changed over the decades and the centuries that mm. there's been reported sightings yeah i mean there, have you noticed there's not really any reports of flying saucers anymore if anything a lot of the crafts we find are triangular mm. like um, a stealth bomber similar but triangular in a different way and it doesn't fly like a stealth bomber it flies more like a harrier jet but if a harrier jet could move freely yeah that makes sense um <clears throat> more of like could stay in one spot move stay freely. in one spot and then move at a rapid rate to another spot yeah so that's almost that, like a cat <laughs> but well that's that's what the 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 pilot had saw he had saw an object that had moved rapidly the f-17 uh yeah without it had moved so rapidly that there's no plane that could make that maneuver no it, yeah. it's because it makes a sharp left and then a hard right and then spins have you ever heard about the event that occurred in during the korean war no go ahead. uh 
there was an encounter during a battle in the Korean War of which U.S. troops came across what now is believed to be a UFO of some sort. But it saw they it originally started attacking the North Korean soldiers that they were engaged with. The North, mm-hmm. They were going out on a combat patrol to find a the, a dug in uh, bunker area of uh, NKVD tro- well North Korean uh, troops mm-hmm. came under fire, got into a hell of a firefight, casualties on both sides. This object comes down. Rotating with flashing red lights, solid black, almost like the traditional flying saucer concept. Yeah. And the Americans are confused because they're wondering whose aircraft this is. That's their first thought. You're in the middle of a war. Yeah. It starts attacking the North Koreans. It starts, they first start shooting at it. And all of a sudden, it starts launching beams in a way some flashes of light and massive explosions take place and they start running the fuck off because guys start shooting at it it flashes a light on them and they drop to their knees and are rolling around in pain the americans are like okay yeah it's on our side then it starts directing its attention towards them and they as they get a closer look of it they freak out they immediately open up on it fuck that i'm not fucking taking a chance well it shines a bright red floodlight onto these guys and every single one of them felt an immense burning pain mm. that was like searing, but it felt like it was. See, it felt like you had hot coal inside of your body. Kind of like, uh, kind of like how we've developed uh, anti uh, riot equipment. Yes, yes, it, it's almost the same concept of tear gas, the burning yeah. of tear gas, but internally, like yeah. if white phosphorus was injected. Into yeah. So, you. so the military has developed uh, what's called. Uh, Uh, mob control devices which use sound waves and stuff like that to make it feel like your bones are breaking or but like much muscle. more energy based yeah. rather than audio yeah. it's uh, physical through energy yeah so um, like they have these 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 uh, they look like giant circles but that you direct and yes. turn on and it's supposed to create a feeling of like nausea yes extreme plane yes i i know They're, exactly it's all anti-riot equipment very much after so. t- the tear gas sales of course um, but that's what it sounds like it sounds like this is like the, the gen one of you know but way back not non-physical warfare well the fucked up thing is though is that when this occurred these guys were sent home and all of them had died except for one of a form of cancer, mm-hmm. whether it be skin, organ, it would vary. One of them uh, who lived until old age and eventually passed could not keep weight up. He yeah. stayed the same pound from that incident. He stayed the same weight from that incident until the day he died. He was like 110 fucking pounds. Yeah. Could not gain weight no matter how much he would eat. It was as though his entire metabolism was completely different. His body acted different. He would get sick more often. His immune system was becoming almost non-existent. Yeah. And no explanations were provided for that event. The U.S. military had no idea what occurred. There was reports made that could not be stemmed out, fleshed out. I I just think about shit like that that's occurred. Uh where you have hostile encounters. Those are the ones I normally look for, is hostile encounters with extraterrestrial beings. Now, Just to get a concept of 
behavior. Yeah. Now, turn turning attention away from aliens just for a second, or aliens from space. Have you heard any uh, any adjacent attacks from what could be perceived as aliens from the ocean? You or uh, what is it? USOs. Yeah. Unidentified submersible objects. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of concepts like that. Um, a big one is the Bermuda Triangle. That yeah. There, that there is some type of. By Bimini. Uh, My father actually went through the Bermuda Triangle. Yep. How's he, he doing? He doing all right? Yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He, he said nothing happened. That was what cracked him up. He was like, not shit happened, but I had he to keep he pressing he, him. He, and he, he didn't come back and like forget how to say the word like orange or something. Like, yeah, he developed, what, what's that called where you're saying the, uh, the it's like you think of the word keyboard, but you say like soap bar or some yeah. shit. Your yeah. mouth is saying something different than what your mind is. Yeah, yeah, he didn't come back with that. His shipmate though. <laughs> His shipmate though. That's awesome shit. He, he was not down to get back on land. He, his eyes are still in that permanent spiral. Yeah, yeah. He he's still like I gotta be in the water, always constantly keeping his fucking clothes. Whipped. He's almost drowned himself eighteen different fucking yeah. times. Take him on a gambling boat. It's a real fucking trip. You yeah. can make out well if you know how to rob these assholes. He starts crying, saying Mississippi Queen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, and I do like some of the some of the older ones I grew up watching about aliens, like the old footage. Yeah, uh, one of those ones is my grandpa had a VHS tape, and it was all old footage of people who had sentient stuff of perceived aliens, like clouds that didn't quite move, or there's something in the cloud that's moving, but it's the whole cloud's not moving, or um. The lights over, uh, I forget what it was. Arizona, where Arizona. it was the uh, ones that were light. Like, yes, late. and people were like, what the fuck is that? And that happens all the time. Like, unidentified objects. But and, especially in a desert state like that, too. Yeah. But we all know it's swamp gas. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just kind of curious how, long that, how that deadpan would go. But uh, it's, a, it's swamp gas, obviously. It's swamp gas in Arizona. <laughs> In the arid desert, there is a swamp gas giving off these bright lights. God damn it, Morrison! That's probably the best fucking explanation we could ever well, come like, up with. The public in, in is North Carolina, dumb. in North Carolina, in the Appalachian Mountains, there's you know the brown lights. Yeah, and this and it's kind of scary to think like, oh yeah, they're in the mountains. Well, look at the lights that popped up over fucking New York City mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, where there was no explanation. It was a it was like a cloud. There's a cloud that was just hovering over the entirety of the city, but it wasn't raining, wasn't lightning, wasn't even snowing. It just had flashes of blue, yellow, uh, red, violet. That's DARPA. The, probably yeah, DARPA, DARPA. The, or HARP. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love HARP and DARPA. Goddamn radioactive fucking and clouds. I remember, I remember the first time I heard about HARP was when uh, Katrina happened, and they're like. George Bush killed all them people with harp. First time I heard about harp was reading, uh, uh, what is it? Um, William, um, William Cooper, his book, Bill Cooper. Fucking, uh, Behold the Pale Horse. Yeah. And that's a great, that's actually a great, uh, uh, whole story because it's all about trying to identify all the unidentifiable things and how they're all connected. Yeah. Because he tries to connect, I believe in that one, he tries to collect connect the uh, the lights over arizona with a lot of the stuff in like the east coast yes um 
and especially also, in Oregon and Washington State, because Alaska has like a lot of UFO sightings. Very much so, and I, I feel like the Arctic Circle in general has yeah. a lot more of uh, UFO sightings. There's more stories about people. That, there's less stories about Antarctica that aren't rooted in some kind of we're terrifying con- concept. Yeah, we're conspiracy like Operation High Jump and shit like that. Operation High Jump, and there's also that story of uh, another British expedition where they found a fucking boat, like a, a lifeboat. No. With just the ore left behind and no trace of who was that there. That shit real. I don't know. They lied. Man. They photoshopped that shit. They put out Adobe. <laughs> you know, clip art that shit. You had um, MS Paint. MS Paint, perfect. Exactly. Would be yeah. the best one. I know. Ever. I know it was probably 1927, but like they had MS Paint. Everybody had, had MS Paint. Yeah, Microsoft won. Uh, <laughs> that was Windows Prohibition. Yeah, Windows Prohibition. In 1960s was uh, Windows segregation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Microsoft was not a very agreeable company at this time. <laughs> yeah. They were like the New York Times of software. <laughs> Don't worry, this fucking Harvard dropout show up and turn everything around. Um, <laughs> Him and his fucking denim everything. Yeah. But I think I think we're on a cutoff here. I think we're going to have enough stuff for part two. Oh, yeah, man. But I'm going to leave it off at there because um, we are going to go a little bit further in on not just sightings but people who have had like short encounters because those people are always fun oh yeah yeah not um, quite not not enough tinfoil hats to go around yeah and most genius concept and probably go through like the pop culture of it discussing some of the other movies like signs is a big one or even destroy all humans is the video games oh yeah those are fun or, signs is great but it kind of connects to some of the stuff we talked about before when we talked about west virginia cryptids your flatwoods monster which is said to be an alien of some sort even the smiling man yeah and like during our bigfoot episode i had brought up the fact that native americans said that the bigfoot creature was dropped from heaven they, they have a story about how a, a bigfoot type creature was left behind by a do you, ship do you think it was kind of like one of those things where they just got so sick of this one particular individual on their planet that they yeah. decided it was just it was dirk the yeah. fucking the, the town drunk they couldn't yeah. fucking stand he's probably aliens been like i want to touch him i want to <laughs> touch those people and they're like you can't you'll kill them all with smallpox or some shit. He's like, we, but I want to. <laughs> they seem so nice. Yeah. They're always trying to see what I'm up to. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, you're nine feet tall. You can't be fucking walking up on you, you know how fuck, you fucking scare us. And we're yeah. the ones who fucking caught you and are dropping you here. And that's one thing, too, about the size of aliens. They're, they're either really, really small. Or they're fucking massive. massive. Yeah. It's some kind of foreign creature you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. That's why I think there's different species. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I liked about uh, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. You get... The, the the nine people in a diner and yes. one of them is an alien and there's another one somewhere else but they're from two different spots two different types of alien yeah there's venus and uh, mars that's what it was yeah. one was from venus one was from mars and the ones from mars of course the killer ones the ones from venus the ones trying to protect humanity yeah uh, the 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 diner on, operator with three eyes if i yes. yeah, yeah that. yes He's like, oh, that's great. You fucking came down here. That's cool and all. But this is like, yeah, I think you need to get back the way you came. Because it gives off that weird, like, Kermit the Frog vibe. It's like, it's back the way you came, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you uh, walk out that door and don't come back? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll leave it off at there. We'll create a part two. We will be releasing a part two for the finders uh, yeah. to continue that course on. Um, some of the stuff we have coming up, just to give you a little preview, is uh, the, the Manson uh, family. 
the cult of Urentia. Don't drink fucking celestial tea. Uh, yeah, and also don't believe spiritualism. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's for the birds and UPS drivers. And UPS drivers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll be coming back with stuff like that. Uh, we do accept, please let us know in the Discord of any cryptids, conspiracy, or cults. Um, shout out to some of the people, uh, some of our fans. Dustin, was, Waffle yeah, House. Yeah, uh, that we were able to meet down in Atlanta. It was good seeing you. Uh, but with that, I'm going to leave it on. Uh, have a great day.